Take a ride through the 1980s via the songs that tell the history of the decade. Being Black in the 80s is a podcast docuseries hosted by me, Torre, looking at the most important issues of the 80s through the lens of the decade's songs. This is the funkiest history class you'll ever take. Join me, Torre, for Being Black in the 80s on the Griot Black Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. Available June 1st. You are now listening to The Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello. And I'm pretty sure you've heard about this whole controversy that's been going on all over the country where white women are storming into school board meetings, mad about teaching CRT. Shame on you! Shame on you! To be fair, they're not talking about the same critical race theory that you're talking about. They're talking about CRT. And to explain this, I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that will explain the two CRTs. Yeah, so we're going to do, um, you know, it, this will probably be multiple episodes about critical race theory. And before we begin, you know, I have to explain to you that I have actually taken a course, a graduate course in critical race theory. Even though I wasn't in law school, uh, a professor, when I was in graduate school, recommended that I take this course in CRT. So I went to Florida Law School, Florida University of Florida Law School, once a week to take a course in this thing that I had never heard of before called critical race theory, thinking that I'd never use it. Um, and apparently it became a thing. This was what, 25 years ago. To understand this whole fight about critical race theory, you don't even have to know about it, right? Because what most people are upset about is not critical race theory, it's CRT. And to understand what I mean, like most people weren't upset when they, when they talked about Black Lives Matter, they had just shortened it to BLM, right? Um, because, you know, white people, especially conservative racist white people, like to shorten things down to like three letters, CRT, BLM. When we talk about critical race theory, they're talking about a whole different thing than the stuff that I studied. To understand it, first, I'm going to have to tell you about critical race theory, right? Because a lot of the stuff that you've heard about critical race theory is wrong, right? So critical race theory is not necessarily just about the law or legal Education is kind of where it started because, uh, you know, when it's, another thing that you've heard was wrong, like Derek Bell started critical race theory, which is not necessarily true. He is one of the originators of this theory um, that became a uh, standard in his law classes, right? And he looked at law through a racial lens. Well, there's all kinds of stuff like that. It's called critical theory. So there are critical uh, theorists in economics. There are cl critical theories in sociology. There are critical theorists in almost every um, form or study of anything, right? So, for instance, the people who say that America is a Christian country, right? And that this country was founded on Christian values and, they, you know, whenever you... Uh, say something, they'll contradict you with a Bible verse. They are looking at politics and society through the lens of their religion, Christianity. So that's kind of like, you know, what we call 
evangelical Christianity is really Christian critical theory, right? In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. And there are a bunch of people like that, right? So people who automatically deem everything as socialism. It's because they look at everything through the lens of capitalism. Capitalism is the thing that through which they view economics and anything that opposes capitalism is automatically bad because it opposes their lens, right? So critical theory is a thing. So what critical race theory does is it looks at things through a racial lens. What it says is that there are people, everybody, right? Me, as a black man, can only view America through the lens of how I am treated in this society. And this society treats me as a black man. It deems it, people look at me and assume that I'm a little bit more dangerous. Um, you know, when even my good white friends will think that I know the latest rap song. It's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily racist. It's that they view me through the lens of race. I view the world through the lens of race. And what white people don't understand is they view this world, politics, society, culture, through the lens of whiteness. That's why they don't have a problem that the founding fathers uh, were slaveholders, because they're looking at it through the lens of whiteness. That's why they think that uh, if it's a majority black neighborhood, it's probably a little bit dangerous because they are viewing society through the lens of whiteness. That is their critical race theory. What critical race theory says is that racism, and this is one of the you know tenets, is that racism is normal. And when I say normal, I don't mean that it's either good or bad. It's not a value judgment. It means that it exists. It's not uh, very rare. It's it's exists in all parts of society. And how we define racism, remember from like every episode we've ever done, is using that dictionary thing, right? So it's not necessarily that people have animus or hate black people. It is something that disproportionately affects one group of people because of the color of their skin. So if everybody um, in the world applies for a job and you notice that only the black people are getting turned away, it's racist regardless of the reason, right? If schools are underfunded and schools are underfunded, majority of black schools are underfunded in America. It's statistically true, right? The reason for that there's a combination of reasons. It's about school funding. It's about how we fund schools through property taxes. It's about the history of redlining. But for whatever reason, majority black schools are underfunded. So black children have less of an opportunity to get an equal education. That's racist, regardless of the reason. No one thinks that school boards are, are secretly meeting and saying, hey, let's make, keep the white the black kids dumb and the white kids smart. I don't think, I mean, like, it's not crazy to think that in America, but the outcome is racial disparities, which means racism. And that is normal in society, right? And that's what critical race theory says. What critical race theory doesn't say is that people should feel bad because of that or that everybody in society is racist 
No, it, it explicitly doesn't say that. Um, you know, the next time you hear someone say that, ask them which literature or book of critical race theory they've ever studied, because it doesn't say that. What it does say is that there is something called interest conversions. So, you know, there are people who will object to, for instance, changing the way schools are funded. They'll object to the way history is taught. They'll object to the way um, schools try to incorporate diversity because they have an interest in preserving the status quo. So that interest convergence preserves racism. And it doesn't mean that they hate black people. So we're going to get a little bit deeper into this, but that is the real critical race theory. And to understand why people object to that, you're going to have to understand CRT, not critical race theory. There's a whole different thing that white people have made up that they are terming CRT or critical race theory. That's not the real thing. That has nothing to do with what I just told you. And that's what we'll talk about on the next episode. But you know what you're going to have to do to get there. You have to tell a friend about this podcast. You're going to have to subscribe. You're going to have to download that Creo app. And you're going to have to remember that we end every episode with a black saying. And today's black saying is study long, study wrong. Or if you're white, you ain't got to study at all. We'll see you next time on the Grio Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review, download the Grio app, subscribe to the show, and share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at thegrio.com. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our Griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, this university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question number three, you ready? Yes, let me try to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like, these obscure This is like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday. Right or wrong, because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because Black history is American history. So we're just going to have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five. Some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just going to be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right. Mayor Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Mm. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community, widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. 
It's okay. Afro Nation. So I've never last heard year, of that. according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, aka Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I am I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait. Uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that that just changes one word. I mean, I know this show too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm gonna pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village, which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh my lord! They they gonna we gonna find out in public. So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on the Blackest Questions. <laughs> 